Hey, welcome back to yet another episode of Crash and Burn. We do apologize if we've been away for a while, but we've had the Thanksgiving holiday and then here in the studio, we've had a tornado hit in Charlotte that damaged the building, so it's just been one one thing after another, but we are back here in the studio here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm, as always, I'm joined by my good buddies. That's Bernie to my left and mm. A.A. Ron to my right. What's up, guys? Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and glad you're here with me today. Oh, it was great, Josh. It, it was a great Thanksgiving. I totally cut Aaron off right yeah, there. Yeah, did. I just wanted to talk about the, uh, the tree that came through the window of the studio with that tornado. Did you guys see that? Did you guys see the tree that came through the window? I think Aaron did. I think Aaron, uh, yeah, was, Aaron, was, Aaron I was there. Aaron yeah. was here, and he <laughs> sent me a Snapchat of this tree. It's very uh, conspicuous how it all happened. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron did, you put the, did you put the tree through the window? I, I did not. <laughs> did you use Photoshop, I will say. <laughs> I do have the looked skills. Real. It looked real. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, after the Panther season, I just wasn't sure how many more disasters I could go through. <laughs> but uh, made it <laughs> made it through the tornado. But that was honestly that was that was really terrifying. So oh, I that, got, that's not the type of crash and burn I like to see. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. And I know uh, also here in the studio they have class going on down the hallway as well. I know there was actually a class here that night when it happened, and all of them were posting pictures on you know social media saying that they had survived a tornado. Well, technically, you didn't really. I mean, technically you did, but... Uh, thanks to Aaron, they survived. Yeah, I don't And Anthony. Pl- yeah. Well, Anthony broke the door handle, and we were going to be locked in a perfect closet, so that was going to be... You guys were really going get, to get to know each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Was- but it is another... It's a big Saturday, of course, college football going on, but it is championship weekend this weekend. There's all kinds of different uh, championships are going on. you got the SEC championship, ACC championship, the Big Ten championship as well, and you have a de facto Big 12 championship as it's going to be Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in Bedlam down there in the Panhandle State. And that's uh, neither one of those teams have a chance at the at the top four, but it's still going to be interesting to nah, watch. Unless they like run up to score like 120 to six or something like that. I, don't, I still don't think it's going to work, <laughs> especially with the way um, Washington played last night against Colorado in the Pac-12 championship. I think they pretty much solidified their spot as one of the top four teams yeah. in the uh, college football playoff. Those rankings will come out tomorrow at noon, so we'll know who's going to play in the Final Four and all that good stuff. So, um, any takeaways from today as far as championship weekends goes? Um, I know Clemson, Virginia Tech, ACC, Wisconsin, big, uh, Penn State in the Big Ten, and Alabama, Florida in the SEC championship. Well, uh, I'll go ahead, Aaron, because, okay. you know, you don't look super eager, yeah. Aaron. I was, just, I, I was just eager, not super eager. Oh, okay. And that's the difference. All right, well, good, good, because I was super eager. Okay. So I think the top four teams in the country are going to be Alabama. The top four teams in the country are not the top four in the playoff. It's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson and Michigan are my top four teams. Um, I think with Washington winning last night, unless Clemson loses today, uh, I think it's going to be Ohio State and Alabama, Clemson and Washington uh, rounding out the top four. But I do feel like Michigan, um, you know, they're two and one against top ten teams. Ohio State's the only team that's three and zero against top ten teams, and um, you know they did have that loss to Penn State, but I just feel like that. When you, when you go to head-to-head matchups, I feel like that kind of muddies up the water a little bit. Um, someone on, on College Game Day the other day went on this tirade about how Buffalo has beaten these amount of teams, and he went through all the teams that those teams had beaten, and so on and so forth. And he made it so that basically Buffalo is better than Clemson. Because in a way, 
the team that they beat beat Pitt, and then Pitt beat Clemson. So if you know, if de facto, you know, they're better than Clemson. Yeah. But I think when you do these head-to-head matchups, you look at Ohio State where they played in Penn State. Happy Valley is an extremely place, difficult place to play, especially at night. Um, I, I know I wouldn't want to play there, and they lost. Um, and it was a, it was a close game. Yeah. Um, and and the same thing goes for Michigan. They went to the Big House. They lost in double overtime. And they looked like a very good team, especially with their starting quarterback being out for the year with the with the broken clavicle. Oh, is it? Yeah, broken clavicle, I think. And um, I, I just feel like if you're looking at strength of schedule and 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 the overall team, I feel like Michigan is is in my top four. Uh, I like Washington, but I feel like they they haven't, you know, aside from losing to a red hot USC team and maybe beating Buff or uh, Colorado, I don't see that they've they've played the the teams that the people in the Big Ten have played. And that, and that kind of sucks because Big Ten is stacked this year. So anytime you play in-conference games in the Big Ten and you win, it's kind of like playing in the SEC for yep. so many years. You get It's weighted differently. But Alabama is my clear-cut number one. Uh, yeah. They don't lose to Florida. And I, I don't see a team that can beat them in the playoff. I think Michigan might be the only team that I give a shot to just because of that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think anybody that Alabama goes up against, Alabama defense is going to shut them down. Yeah, the only if it plays out the way that that it's supposed to play out, Clemson wins, beats Virginia mm-hmm. Tech tonight in the ACC championship, and then it gets set up that way with Alabama, Clemson, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Washington as your four teams going into the top four, mm-hmm. and you're going to have I think of those four teams, there's only one that can beat Alabama, and that's Clemson because they have okay. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I could see that. Because they have Deshaun Watson because he's such a – and you saw it last year. You know, They gave Alabama all they could handle. Yeah. Um, and I think with a combination of Deshaun Watson and Mike – is it Wallace? Is, it, is that his last name? Or is, uh, it's uh, the receiver for Clemson, um, number seven. I, I can't remember his name right. I know it's Mike something. Yeah. Um, but Let's go with Mike. Mike, yeah. yeah. Um, Good old Mike. But with those two <laughs> – with those two and, you know, I, Deshaun Watson is the, the – X factor for me in that matchup with Alabama because they do struggle so much with athletic mobile quarterbacks mm-hmm. and Deshaun Watson is the cream of the crop when it, when it comes to that. That, that. That's the only way I would give Clemson uh, an edge is because of Deshaun Watson and not you know seeing them last year play Alabama and then giving them as much as they can handle in that temp, in that championship game. I, I I think Clemson is the only one of those four that could beat Alabama. Okay, I I disagree with that. But okay, that's fine. You can disagree. Yeah, because to me, out of the the four that we have in right now, Clemson's the weakest. In my opinion, because strength of schedule wise, yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. The people and, they've and played just, this year, and plus the way that they've struggled against teams that you know, like Alabama would have like destroyed. A pit. Yeah, like um, a like a Louisiana well, Lafayette yeah. or something like that yeah, early what, in the year. But you can also look back, and that's the Clemson way. Yeah, Clemson that, does that. You know, they they struggle against teams that they should obliterate and, and obliterate teams, teams they that should. they it should be yeah. close. You know, um, I don't. I think Washington to be honest with you, is the weaker of the four. If I had to rank I, them. Washington, I definitely have questions about their defense. But I, I it, putting Washington. Or not their defense. My apologies. Their offense. We, we could talk about the teams all you want. But there is not one team in college football whose offensive line can match up against Alabama's defensive line. No. I think there's something like three out of the top seven draft picks on Kuiper's big board are defensive linemen from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I think any offensive line, uh, regardless of the team, is going to have one hell of a test against uh, a future NFL um, first, second, third rounder in these defensive linemen. Um, yeah. But I, I, like, 
I like where your head's at, Josh, because Deshaun Watson is a hell of a player, too. Uh, he's a gamer, and he will take over a game if he needs to. But uh, I also can understand where Aaron's at is they haven't really played anybody. Well, their, I, their, their best well, win, in my opinion, best win was against Louisville team that was hot, red hot when they played them. Yeah. And they still only beat them by three points. Yeah. So... I like Clemson, but I don't think anybody in this playoff can touch Alabama. Someone needs to prove me wrong. I, but I think the only team isn't even going to make it, and that's Michigan. Yeah, that's that's how Honestly. I feel about it. I, I don't think Michigan's going to sneak in. Which is no, I, tough. Not after, not after what Washington did against Colorado. Now, I could possibly see Michigan maybe sneaking in if Washington were to have struggled and barely beaten Colorado last night because the, the gap between Washington and Michigan was so, so close when yeah. they did that, when they released those four, that I think if Washington had struggled a little bit, Michigan might have been able to jump them despite yeah. what happens in the Big Ten Championship. Um, okay, so the big question, I guess, if it happens, if Virginia Tech beats Clemson mm, God, that would be awesome. and Penn State destroys Wisconsin or vice versa, Wisconsin destroys Penn State, does you still either, let, yeah, I think you still let Michigan in. It's Michigan. You still put Michigan in? Because Michigan destroyed both those teams. Yes. They did not destroy Wisconsin. They beat no, no, sorry, touchdown. sorry, sorry. Yeah. They, but they did destroy Penn State. Penn State yeah. Yeah. See, to me, it's a much more difficult question if Wisconsin goes in tonight and just basically does to Penn State what Washington did to Colorado. Um, but this is all predicated on Clemson losing. Clemson losing. Yeah. Because I, I had a um, work with a, a guy who's a Michigan fan. He's, he was asking me uh, if I thought there was any way that Michigan could get in. I was like, yeah, they can sneak in. I said the gap between them and Washington is so close. So if Washington or Clemson loses, then they could definitely get in. Yeah. But that's the only way I could see them getting in. Also, uh, just one thing to note, Washington beat Colorado by a much bigger margin than Michigan beat Colorado. Because Michigan played Colorado earlier in the year, and it was actually, I think, a home game for Michigan. And they only beat them, I think, by 17 because they scored uh, 21 in the fourth or something like that. So I think that's something that the committee could look at as, as, a, well, as yeah. a tangible, yeah, quantifiable at, way yeah. to measure the teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, of course, uh, all that's going down today, so you're going to have all kinds of championship games going on. You're going to have champions crowned, all that good stuff. But the other question that we have was with college football that I'll ask you guys is, has Lamar Jackson, who at the beginning of the year and halfway through the year was the clear-cut clear number one favorite to walk away with Heisman. It wasn't even close. It was Lamar Jackson and then everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, but now, now we've seen him struggle the last few weeks uh, against Houston and even against Kentucky. Uh, his team's losing back-to-back -back weeks, and no Heisman winner has ever lost the final two games of the year and went on to win the Heisman or Heisman candidate, I should say. So the question is, now, has Lamar Jackson left that door open for somebody else to come in and take it from him? He's definitely left the door open. I just don't think anyone else has walked through the door. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I think he's going to win, but it's just going to kind of be limping to the finish, so to speak. I, I don't feel like there's any strong candidates out there for the Heisman this year. It's not like it's been in recent years where there's been uh, three guys or so jockeying for the top yeah. spot. Um, it, it's really going to depend on this first week of playoffs. I think if, if Deshaun Watson comes out and he shows out, like five touchdown passes, no picks, 400 yards passing. Heisman's before the playoffs, though. Heisman, don't they do it, it after the first game? And they don't do it before the championship game. I think they do do it before the championship game. But I feel like they, it's – I don't know. When is the Heisman uh, yeah. presentation? Aaron's going to look it up on his trust. Anyway. I think if Deshaun gets at least two more weeks of work in, two more weeks that, that Lamar is not going to get. Well, Lamar will get the bowl game, but depending on when the, when the presentation is, um, 
I think there's a chance Deshaun Watson can steal it from him. But that's the only player that I would even put in the same conversation as Lamar Jackson. I feel like it's kind of been a down year for people, standouts anyways. There's been a lot of good team ball, but there hasn't been anybody that's just wowed me with their play other than Lamar Jackson. But yeah. like you said, he's had a rough two, uh, two outings here recently, so we'll see. But like I said, the dream scenario is Deshaun Watson comes out and just balls yeah, I, out. I think if he if – he, does what he's capable of doing against Virginia Tech tonight. Like you said, three, four, five touchdowns and he's accounted for, or I'm sorry, responsible for, or even six, um, and has an outstanding game, then I really think there's going to be doubt that creeps in that Watson could walk, walk yeah, away with the Heisman. Absolutely. Um, I think Browning, who had a good good showing last night against Colorado, the Washington quarterback, I think he might have an opportunity. He, I think he'll end he up getting invited. He might be in the conversation. Yeah. He'll get invited. He'll get invited. But, um, you think, I think Peppers it, will get invited from Michigan? I think yeah. Peppers will get invited. Yeah. He yeah. should get invited. He should. He's a yeah. hell of a player. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I think it's going to be uh, – I do think he's left the door open because, you know, again, you know, no Heisman candidate has – or Heisman frontrunner has lost the last two games of the year. Yeah. And went on to win the Heisman. What happened so, to Dalvin Cook this year? Yeah. I, mean, I think he's got lost. He's had a good year. He hasn't had a great year, but he's yeah. had a solid year. And I think he's gotten lost in the shuffle when it comes to because he's in the ACC with Lamar Jackson and with Deshaun Watson. He kind of gets lost in the in the shuffle because Florida State hasn't had the year that they thought they were going to have. I think it's so funny how for an award that's based off individual stats, how heavily uh, teams' performance weighs on the voters' minds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because this is purely for the best college football player, not necessarily for uh, the best team. Yeah. But you, you see a guy, you see a quarterback that throws for a ton of yards and freaking 50 touchdowns, and he could be in a Power 5 conference, but his team is 6-6. Six and six. He's not going to get recognized. Yeah. So I think that's I just it's kind of funny to me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those – it is one of those things, but it's been – definitely hasn't been, you know, outside of Lamar Jackson, there's not been, one, like, a lot of standouts. I mean, you could say yeah. um, Peppers was one of those, especially with Michigan's run right there. You know, that's what they were talking about. It was yeah. it was Peppers, you know. Uh, he was helping lead the Michigan Wolverines to that, that record that they had. Uh, um, at the beginning of the year, I really thought Christian McCaffrey was going to win it. That, yeah, I died down real quick. Um, you see, again, like Bernie said, like to his point, the, Stanford has not been good at all. Yeah, and it's year. hard. It's hard to show out when you when you're clearly the best player on that team. Yeah. Basically, when you play Stanford, you have to zone in on Christian McCaffrey. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the ceremony is December 10th, which is way before the yeah first round. That's before the bowl games. Bowl games are later in the month than that yeah um and then also a name that i keep hearing being brought up as potentially stealing it so to speak would be baker mayfield but i don't i don't I just see don't, it i just don't see I, that again i don't see it either because his and his, the two unless, best unless he throws for seven thousand yards <laughs> in oklahoma's 120 to 6 win they will yeah. God, that's gonna be a high score game. <laughs> um but again i don't see it because again He's had he's had a great year. Not taking anything away from his year, but when he played the, his toughest competition in Ohio State and Houston, it, it didn't go so well. Yeah. Um, they, they lost both of those games, so I don't see him getting. I'm, he may he may get invited, maybe I don't know. Uh, but I think it's going to be uh, Watson, uh, Jackson, and Peppers and Browning, that, maybe. and Browning maybe that get invited. I mean, they, yeah. they only invi usually invite four or five, four or five guys. So, uh, those are the four I think will get invited and have a shot at it. Um, and again, I won't watch the whole ceremony. I'll just wait till they Chris yeah. Fowler so walks up there to announce it. Let's go ahead and make picks then. <laughs> I will say uh, picks on what on who's going to win the Heisman. 
Oh, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with history and say that Jackson doesn't win it. Those last two weeks cost him. I'm yep. gonna say Watson takes home. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with Watson here. I say if Watson has a really strong performance tonight against Virginia Tech, then he'll take it. If not, but if not, I'll say Jackson. Oh, you're hedging your bets, man. You can't hedge your bets. This okay, on the list. okay, then this, I'll go with Jackson. This is the step above Jackson that Watson needs is mm-hmm. an extra week to perform. In a, it, in a big-time game. Yes, mm-hmm. and if he goes out and he, like you said, doesn't make mistakes, throw, uh, you're responsible for a few touchdowns, I, I think there's a chance he could definitely steal that from Lamar Jackson. A- absolutely, I do too. Uh, well, that's going to do it here for our first segment on this week's episode of the Crash and Burn podcast. If you've missed any of our previous episodes or segments, just like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. When we come back, we've still got a lot to talk about, and you don't want to miss our show closer, the world-famous Grind My Gears segment. So that's all coming up on the Crash and Burn podcast. <laughs> 